Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm so excited to be here. Hi, Robert. Hi, Ruth. I'm glad I got to say hi to you, and I'm excited to talk to you tonight. My name is Marsha Culver, and uh, legal name is Marsha Reichert, but I love using my <laughs> maiden name. So that is what's all over the internet that you will see. Um, that is what everything is under, I believe. So I've tried to make my marketing all streamlined and perfect, you know. <laughs> so um, what I want to talk to you tonight about is pretty much about the show. So what I'll be doing on the show is at some point I'll be taking questions, but probably not tonight. I want you guys to get to know me a little better. <laughs> That's I, I tripped over you guys because I would I was raised saying that and I love that other people say y'all and so I use that a lot so you'll hear me do that and because I travel so much I use different things like that from all over all over at least the United States and sometimes the world so uh, I want to get started and let you know about what I do so I started in about Let's see. Oh, I would say about 2006 in my spiritual awakening. Um, didn't really realize that that's what I was going to do. 
But what happened was that I, I was what I thought was happily married and I got bucked off a horse. And my husband at the time told me, well, you landed on your shoulder, but I felt it on my head. Uh, so after I got that happened to me, I, I really couldn't move my neck much. And so I went to the doctor, she put shots in my shoulder in, uh, well, right here <laughs> and right at the back of my neck. And when I got those shots, I heard them go through my skin and I was like, um, is that supposed to happen? And she said, no, that is really, really bad tendonitis. And we probably should do something about that. And I said, hmm, okay. So I was a medical transcriptionist. I knew what tendonitis was. So, and I had done that for um, probably about six or seven years by this time. So I knew a bit about the medical field and I went in and got what was a lot of soft tissue work at the time. I went to physical therapy because that's what she prescribed for me. And this woman, I was lucky enough to get somebody that did a lot of soft tissue work. And I would, <laughs> I would go home from that and my whole family would be fighting and I would stop and scream at them and say, you're ruining everything that she did, you know? <laughs> And I would go right back to being in pain. So that's important because through this, I decided to become um, a massage therapist. And I wanted to be the best massage therapist. I wanted to make sure that nobody had to come back to me constantly to keep things steady. Um, I wanted to make sure that I was doing enough work on them that they wouldn't have to constantly come back. And hi, Carol. Yay, there's more people here. I love it. Um, so just doing a little history about me. So I started in massage therapy school in 2006. And during that, I <laughs> was petrified the first day of school because they told me I was going to be naked underneath the sheets. And I had never gotten a massage in my life. You know, I decided to do this because I had always done massages for people, but they weren't naked. <laughs> and I was always, but I was always rubbing on people. So I thought, well, I want to use my medical that I already knew. And I wanted to use um, skills that I already knew, even though one of the other things that I thought about at the time was being a plant manager, um, like working in the, in the oil refineries or the sugar factory at the top of the food chain. <laughs> so I um, made the life-changing decision, I will say, to go to school for massage therapy. And during that, there were all kinds of people telling me that I was psychic. And I said, oh, no, I, I really don't want to know what you're talking about. I I really don't feel that way. And, and I just couldn't accept that. And I was brought up in a Christian home, even though I didn't uh, resonate with all of that. And I didn't feel a lot of what they were telling me was truth, in my view. 
I I still believed that that's the way we should live life. And somewhere in there <laughs> was instilled in me that it was bad or wrong to know what was going to happen in the future. Now, um, can I do that for my own life? Nope. Still can't. <laughs> um, I get bad feelings when I shouldn't be doing something or I'm going somewhere and there and suddenly I will get all kinds of weird feelings. And now I know to listen to that and not push through it. So I go on about my business and <laughs> and um, try not to to push through that. So graduated from massage therapy school. And the first thing that happened was uh, somebody asked me if I wanted to trade Reiki, which I had done a project on while I was in school for massage. And so I started learning a little bit about energy work. Now that first Reiki session terrified me really <laughs> because she told me that I had an attachment. And I went, oh, what? Now, at this time, if you can remember back, the show Medium might have been on, but there wasn't a whole lot in the public about things like attachments. And, um, you know, all I knew is that sounded like the devil was at my back door <laughs> trying to get me, right? Now, I don't believe in the devil anymore, but um, that's my own belief system. So uh, when I asked her what we should do about that, um, she said that um, she wanted to get in touch with her teacher. And I thought, oh, okay, well, this sounds really serious. Well, she ended up pulling in Archangel Gabriel and she felt like the entity was gone after that. So um, that was, that was a happy moment, I have to tell you. But the next time we got together was another scary situation for me. And, um, so she saw us playing together as little children. And I saw me as myself as a little child, about seven years old, you know, long blonde hair, and it's really, really blonde. I looked just like Marsha, who was on TV at the time, you know, the Brady Bunch. So <laughs> um, I saw me, but this little person didn't have any eyeballs, just black holes. And that just terrified me because I was taught by TV that that would be the most scariest thing, you know. So, So it was terrifying. It wasn't until probably three or four years later that I finally found someone who who could tell me what that was and that that was my shadow self. And she said, it keeps popping up in what your psyche would believe was dangerous situations, right? And I said, yes, absolutely. That's what happens. So she... um she told me that you can just thank her and thank her for being there this entire time, you know, and tell her that you really, really love her, but you don't need her protection anymore. 
And so that's what I did. And I didn't see that scary little girl anymore. It was back to the cute little me that I was. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, then about, oh, I'm not sure when. Just a few years later, I would guess, uh, I met a gal named Danielle Agnew. And Danielle kind of changed my life. We hung out a lot. I was going through a whole bunch of stuff. I had, well, <laughs> she uh, was living in California in Hollywood and and doing the Hollywood thing, being Hollywood psychic, and uh, actually ended up having to move back to Montana. And I, at the same time, while she was on her way back to Montana, um, my boyfriend committed suicide. So we, en we ended up with this really <laughs> beautiful um, relationship and friendship. And, and then uh, she, um, I was trying to get a hold of her one night couldn't get a hold of her. And I went over there and um, she looked like she had had a stroke. I hope she doesn't mind me telling this story. <laughs> she has given me permission before, but I ended up working on her until we got her back to normal. Um, that's one of the most incredible um, healing stories that I, that I have. Um, when I say she looked like she had had a stroke, she couldn't smile with one side of her face. Her face was totally droopy. Um, she couldn't lift up her arm very well. She would lift it up with the other side. She would shuffle her foot and drag her foot. Um, but we got it. She's back to normal. She, <laughs> she does fabulous things again, um, including something called the road angel. So you can look her up on the internet as well. Um, oh, Robin says she really wanted to do massage therapy. Grew up, grew up with rheumatoid arthritis and went to hair school instead. Oh, not letting myself cause health problems. Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you, I've done a lot of work on that. Yes, yes. Realized as I got older, loving yourself is very important. It is very important. And one of the things, one of the goals with me is that I want to help you get to Enlightened Heights. That's why the name of my show. I do all kinds of different things now to help people get there, to help people get over the trauma in their lives. And sometimes that trauma is as simple as I had to move back to Montana, my hometown, rather than stay in the fabulous city of LA, you know, <laughs> um, that is hugely traumatic because it's an entire life change. It's culture shock to say the least. So um, one of the things that I do is combine massage therapy with a whole bunch of other things. I'm a Reiki master. I sing at the same time. So I'll give you a little sample of that in a little while. Um, I do hypnosis. I do past life work and I do generational work all during your massage treatment. So um, you might have something like one of my favorite stories uh, is I met a man who 
coincidentally, when I met him or he called me, I was with Danielle Agnew. Um, and we were traveling and, and I couldn't take him, take the appointment right away, but he called me for a massage appointment. And I told him right then that I was, hi, Veronica. <laughs> I told him that I was, um, trying to get out of massage therapy at the time. But then in my head, I heard, but you'll do this one. And I said, but I guess I'm doing your massage. <laughs> so I was going to be home in the morning and I said, I'll do it in the morning early. And, and he said, uh, how early is early for you? Because I usually get up at four o'clock in the morning. And I said, no. <laughs> Absolutely not, but I will do it at eight, eight o'clock in the morning. So he came in first time I ever met the man and we're chatting away. We're both very chatty people. We have ended up being super, super good friends, which yeah, I know you're not supposed to do that through massage therapy, but Montana and Wyoming are small towns. <laughs> so that's my excuse. Anyway, he, um, he laid down on the table and we were still chatting and running our mouths. And I said, oh, wow, do you believe in past lives? And he says, well, yeah, I'm pretty open-minded. And I said, well, you've got a Scottish dirk sticking out your back. And he said, a what? <laughs> so I told him what, a little bit about what it looked like. And I said, I'll show you a picture of one later, but may I pull this out of your back? And he said, yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> so I told him a little bit about the story behind it that I was seeing. And then I said, <clears throat> I want to work with you to see the healing happen. I need you to see it at the same time that I'm doing it. So I pulled the dirk out and we saw the healing happen together. And then the pain that had been in his shoulder for years and years and years was gone. And I see this happen with all kinds of people all the time. Every time I get to do this kind of work, I see it happen again. So <clears throat> he has told me later that the reason why he looked for or why he chose me was that it said I did Reiki at the same time as the massage. And from his experience, that was an excellent thing to have happen. But he also said that um, when I told him I needed to get down to business and shut up and actually do my work, the energy changed completely. And he said that um, that, that was the most powerful experience. And so I treasure him. Uh, <laughs> We are still friends and friends with his entire family. We feel like we've been family in past lives as well. So if you can't tell, I do a whole lot um, with, I, I just read Robert's comment. I had a Reiki session once and it went okay. I was nervous. Well, you're going to get a lot of healing from this show just listening to it. So <laughs> I can't help it. It happens all the time. So. Um, I don't know where I was. I was talking about my friend and um, hmm. anyway, yes, we have done lots and lots of things together and we still do. Um, 
Oh, so on to what else I do. I also am a psychic and I do astrology as well. I do intuitive astrology mostly. I've been trained in astrology, but I like that I can look at somebody's chart and see patterns in the whole picture. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what's happening right now. We have a full moon coming up on the 9th, full moon in Aries, and it's going to be conjunct Chiron. So this is going to be a really good time for healing, for letting go of anything that's happened to you in the past. I'm so excited for this full moon because it feels like the energy, because so many planets are in retrograde, it feels like the energy has just gotten sluggish and like we're all trying to move through the earth and not on top of it. <laughs> so, oh, do I teach tarot? I do not teach tarot. Sorry about that. I would love to, I guess. I um I don't know if I'm qualified. <laughs> I know lots and lots of people who teach tarot better or would teach tarot better than I would. So oh, oh Robin, I would love to help you with that. Um, she says that she can't stand clothing around her neck. I was choked to death in a past life, probably more than one, Robin. Plus, he walked away whistling. Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. Ugh. So if you want me to do a little bit of healing on that, comment back and let me know if you'd like to help me remove or let me help you remove that. Because I can help you with <laughs> having the aversion to whistling as well. It's amazing what all of this does when you put it all together. So anyway, right now, the, the moon is conjunct Pluto, which is trine Venus. And so there are all kinds of energies right now <laughs> um, that, whole, that whole thing is also conjunct my natal palace Athena and Mercury. So Pluto, if you put everything in a line, palace Athena and Mercury would be straight in line. Pluto would be a couple of degrees off um, more, a couple of degrees more. So, and I can't tell you which direction right now. And then, uh, what was it? The moon. The moon is coming up on all of that and will roll over the top of all that for me in the next few days. So that gives a lot of energy for me to start a show right now. <laughs> Um, yeah, I can probably teach, do a good teacher, tarot teacher's name in the future. Absolutely. I do read rooms, Robert. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I ha I don't have them handy. And I was kind of annoyed because I, I don't even have any of the sigils that I've made from runes sitting right here. Oh, I love that you've done lots of work on it yourself, Robin. That's really cool. Um, I would appreciate your insights, she said. Um, yeah, yeah. So let me give you an example of what I do. Let me see where we're at. Yeah. So if you all want to just sit back and relax, shut your eyes if you want to. This is kind of meditated, meditative. 
I'm going to sing for you. And Robin specifically, I want to look into what's going on with you. So I can give you a few more insights. Okay, so just take a deep breath and relax. Let your eyes fall shut. Ten years ago, on a cold, dark night, someone was killed neath the town hall light. There were few at the scene, but they all agreed that the slayer who ran looked a lot like me. She walks these hills in a long black veil. She whispers my name when the night winds wave. Nobody knows. Nobody sees, nobody knows but me. Okay, so let's see, Robin. Um, there's still some strangling around your neck that I feel. I'm not sure how you feel about it, but I feel like like it was harder than normal for me to sing that song. And like I'm left with some residual and I know this necklace is tight and I just got it and it's stunning. I love it. Um, but it's more up here. And so what I want to ask you to do is while I sing the next verse, see that unravel and it's not a rope. It doesn't feel like a rope. It feels more like, like it was a silk, silk scarf that somebody is just tightening. Um, like they used what was available. Um, and, and this guy is just a complete sociopath, you know. <laughs> um, absolutely does not have an ounce of empathy for anybody. So, um, and I, I feel like you're an empath. And so um, we have attracted those people into our lives time and, time and time again, but know that you're safe in this lifetime. And that whistle isn't going to bother you anymore. And I'm not sure how that lifts, but you know you're safe. Maybe that's how it lifts, is that you just know you're safe. So again, relax. And just see that unwinding from your neck and falling away. And know that you are safe. That that didn't have to happen to you. And yes, you can completely let go of the emotions around this. You can still see it happen, but you don't have to hold on to the emotions around it anymore. That's the thing that gets healed. The part that gets healed.
The judge said, son, what is your alibi? If you were somewhere else, then you don't have to die. I spoke not a word, though it meant my life. I'd been in the arms of my best friend's wife. She walks these hills in a long black veil. She whispers my name when the night winds wave. Nobody knows, nobody sees, nobody knows but me. Perfect. That feels ever so much better. I see uh, Sage. Oh my God. Narcissist. Yeah. Marcia has a past life of American Indian. Yes, I do. And actually, I it's rumored that I am part Native American. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> oh. Oh, people saying that they're in tears. That's so sweet. I love that the energy feels so much better around your neck, Robin. Tell me how you're feeling. Hopefully all the pain's gone <laughs> and all that tightness to hold your neck together has been released. Yeah. So that's a little taste of what I do. Um, the other things that I do... Um, that I don't think I've mentioned yet. Maybe I did a little bit, but I do a lot of hypnosis. So I do past life regressions. And I also do hypnosis for going into generational things, generational trauma, um, generational curses. That's been an interesting one. Speaking of uh, the Native American piece, I've had someone who has a had <laughs> a documented curse. Um, the story of it was in the Smithsonian. Um, so her family and had this curse on them, and I don't remember the specifics of it, but I do know that um, because I sing a lot of Celtic songs, now that one wasn't, but I do sing a lot of traditional Celtic music. It kind of like tricks the Native American, <laughs> um, even medicine men, because I, I, it was either two chiefs that were in this fight, or there, but there was somebody with a lot of Native American medicine, um, strong medicine, we'll say. Um, so, um, and they they were in an argument over a woman. Um, one stole the other one's woman away. And so there was a curse thrown. During this, though, the way I saw it happen, 
that I could get to these people and where nobody else could was because I did not go at it in a native or traditional Native American way. I went totally <laughs> at it in a Celtic way, sang Celtic music, wrapped them up in love, and then was able to see the whole situation and have them see the whole situation for what it was. And understand this is three, three or four generations back. But we were able to clear that and she felt like her life was absolutely healed from that. So I absolutely love these stories. <laughs> um, Veronica says, I, hi, Kim. Hi, Veronica. Um, I haven't experienced an energy like that before. Heaps cool. What a gift. Yes, thank you. I love it. I'm always astounded at what it does and astounded at what my voice sounds like too. <laughs> um, I was singing in a church one time at just an empty church that was in a museum. I told my daughter, oh, this is going to be really fun. I'm going to sing in this church. And after she heard me sing in the church, she wouldn't sing anymore, which makes me a little bit crazy. But I told her, um, I'm always astounded at how my voice sounds. And I mean, she was blown away at what it sounded like in that church. But of course, the acoustics were phenomenal. <laughs> and uh, um, I told her that, that my voice wouldn't sound this good if I didn't do it every single day, you know? So there was a long time in my life where I didn't, I did not um, do any singing. I would barely sing with the radio. But um, yeah. Ooh, yay. <laughs> Lots of people um, say they're feeling better. Awesome, awesome, awesome. <laughs> Celtic music is always good. And I love Mer Lorena McKinnett too. <laughs> I sing some of her songs, yes. Yes. Awesome. So I'm not sure if we need to take a break, but I don't think so because I haven't heard anybody tell me to. So the other thing that I am is an author and I've written in, let's see, five books now. Uh, I am a contributing author to all the Ancestors Within books, except for the last one. So the Ancestors Within was a vision of my friend Amy, and she invited me to be on this project. And I thought, oh, I don't know if I'm, you know, the best at generational healing, but I sure know some, some people who should be in this book. <laughs> So right away, I recruited a friend of mine, and and she's an author in it as well. So I think she's done all four books, all four of the main books, and then we've got two journals to go along with all of this. Um, so those books are about connecting with your ancestors, healing ancestral trauma, bringing down ancestral gifts, which I want to speak on that a little bit. Um, Past lives. I was taught um, past life trauma healing. And the person I was taught from has decided not to give anyone a certification for that course. But I took it and ran with it anyway, because I was already doing it. And she knew that. 
So, um, in that, she, in that course, she said that the person that taught her had gone a little crazy. And um, I have no idea who that person was. Um, and, and that's very sad. But um, after doing ancestral trauma, or I mean, um, past life trauma healing for a while, I was speaking with some of the people that were in my class, and I'm still good friends with a lot of them. And we decided that that we needed to concentrate less on the trauma and more on the magical things that happened in those past lives. So every single time now that I do any kind of past life trauma healing, I want to bring up the magic that happened in those lives as well. So Robin, <laughs> let's talk about this. Let's talk about what you did in that lifetime. Um, not necessarily why that man wanted to kill you. Um, uh, that was kind of a random thing. I feel like that was, that was, um, kind of a circumstantial thing that happened to you. Like you were there and it was an opportunity and he took the opportunity. So hopefully you resonate with that. Um, <clears throat> but very, very magical and lots of healing work that you did in that lifetime. Um, I don't get that this was a very old lifetime, but you still knew. <laughs> so loads and loads of us way back when knew about herbs and what to do with herbs and all of those things. And we may have, may or may not have been referred to as witches, <laughs> but long, long ago, witch used to mean wives, wise woman. So we all were wise women or loads and loads of us were maybe not the nobility because they didn't need to bother to learn all that. And, um, eventually that was lost during the dark ages, but you had all kinds of knowledge about herbs and how to use them for medicinal purposes, but also how to use them in very unique ways. So you might give a person wormwood, because of the specific smell that it has and because the leaves are so lush and so pretty. Um, <clears throat> and they bring about a special feeling in, in a certain person. Now, wormwood smells really kind of harsh. Um, it is a neurotoxin, so you can't eat very much of it. I wouldn't advise it anyway. <laughs> So, um, but you could give someone a whole bundle of it and have that brighten up their day in a very unique way. Um, the other thing that you did was something similar to this, which is coincidentally, um, <laughs> putting stones together for in mojo bags for people to strength, strengthen, um, their gifts and talents. So very good at supporting people, at healing people, and at healing people on a different level. <laughs> so I love, oh, interesting. <laughs> I take it. It is harsh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was, I was burned in one life for healing with herbs. Yes. Yeah. 
So anyway, um, yay, kudos for you for bringing all of that in. I love that. <laughs> um, let's see, what else do I need to talk about tonight? I would love to have some other questions. Like, do you want me to do some healing? Would you like me to give you an answer to a question? One of the things I can talk about is <laughs> the reason why I got into astrology and knowing astrology better. Um, I had this friend that was teaching me a lot about human design and astrology. And she is a very fabulous person. Um, and she's been all over the world um, learning from different gurus. And when she met me, she said, I don't understand why you don't get that you're magical. And I said, well, I'm not real sure about that myself. <laughs> but I did discover it. And she, she told me at the time, you are everybody's good at, at what you do as all these other gurus that I've known. Um, and, and she said, I would really like to help you understand that. So we kept meeting, kept meeting and kept meeting. And eventually she said to me, you know, if you look at the houses as, <laughs> as um, I'm laughing at, the, <laughs> at what's in the chat. Um, if you look at the houses as one being the bottom of a spiral and the 12th house being the top of the spiral, the first house being you and the 12th house being the ethereal and your son is in the 12th house, does that make sense to you that you might be psychic? And I went, oh, and suddenly everything clicked in. Um, so it was a weird way, but that's what I want to help people with. When I look up your chart and read your chart, I want to tell you about all the magical things that are in there, all the ways that you can lean on different energies so that you can bring more magic, more, more fun, more power into your life. And so that you can feel like you are your best self. So let's see. Um, <laughs> Sage, um, what is attached to you? Or is there, is, was your question, is there anything attached to you? I feel like we've all got certain kinds of, of energies that attach to us and, and want to hang along for the ride. Um, <laughs> there are is more than one person in your life that likes to use you as high octane fuel, I will say. Um, I don't feel any dark inner entities attached to you, but know that you can stand in your power. Um, and that you can, you can give yourself permission to let go of those people. And it may or may not be somebody that you want to let go of, but maybe you can rewrite the agreement between you and that person so that 
you tell them, look, I feel like you're using me as high octane energy and I can't sustain that anymore. So we need to either do something about this and you need to know how to stand on your own or we're going to have to split apart for whatever that means for you. So let's see. I, know, I think that I can move this around a little bit. Uh, Robert, I think every rune is okay. Yes, yes. Um, I don't think one should be afraid of runes. Um, tear. <laughs> that just means uh, I would caution you about how you use your power. There's a lot of power, a lot of force behind that rune. So think about um, how you're using that power. Um, do you use it to manipulate people? Do you use it in a really, really good way? Do you use it to help people? Do um, <laughs> So it can be at one of the end of the spectrum or the other. It can be right in the middle. And I would say somewhere in the middle is a really good place to be. Um, let's see. So yes, that is totally okay. As far as I'm concerned. Oh, yay, Robin. I'm so glad you feel so light. That is so cool. I love it. I can't wait to hear your show too. Um, do I have any in issues with entities or curses, Sam Sam? Okay, Sam Sam, I want to talk to you a little bit about how you can move into your power and how you can um, express a little more about who you are. I would love to look at your chart, but in the meantime, it feels like you hide yourself a little bit. Um, and whether that's due to... Oh, hmm. Let me start over. <laughs> you hide yourself a little bit and that tends to attack a bit or attract a bit of negativity. Now, um, when you think about moving into your true self and everything that that could be, does that bring you happiness and joy or is it uncomfortable? Um, there is a famous saying by, I think, Eleanor Roosevelt that is um, we should do something that makes us uncomfortable every single day. Right. And I agree with that. Um, I would love to see you out front a little more. Um, you might be someone who. <clears throat> who um, is an introvert. But um, there are things, gifts and talents that you have that you can show, that you can show a little more of, of who you are. So I would love to see you do that. And when you do that, you will feel lighter. It might make you uncomfortable for a time, 
And let me tell you, girl, I'm uncomfortable doing this right now. I have been so paranoid about this show. And it's not like I have not done shows before either. So um, <laughs> right now, with all the cosmic energy, um, it's a good time to, to look at really who we are. Planets are going in, or I mean, a lot of planets are in retrograde right now. So it's time to look at who we are, let go of what we don't need anymore. So um, try to bring down that wall that you've put up around in front of yourself and um, allow people to see you for who you really are because you're a beautiful person. And I would love to see this, some of these gifts and talents come through and send me pictures. Let's see. So no, I don't believe that you have any entities or curses, but I do believe that once, once you move more into your power, um, it will be helpful. And some of those things, some of the weirdness will fall away. Does that make sense to you? I hope it does. <clears throat> Veronica, someone close to me is in a psychiatric hospital. Is there anything else other one other than what I'm doing to protect her? Oh, mm. it's tough when our people are in psychiatric hospitals, and sometimes it's what's needed. I'm a proponent completely of natural healing. And at the same time, I, I do know that sometimes Western medicine can be good, you know, for, for trauma, <clears throat> especially. So if there is psychological trauma that she is going through right now, that's being triggered for her, um, they can help her. And then once she's out, she can do the natural thing. Um, It feels like you're doing a lot, like as far as putting up a barrier around her. Um, and I don't see that as a bad thing. What I want you to ask yourself is, are you putting out too much energy for her? So are you allowing your guides and angels to help you with that? Excuse me. So um, when I have somebody like that in the hospital... Sometimes I get real involved and real personal, but it's best for me. And sometimes I have to remind myself of this. It's best for me if I ask my guides and angels to take care of it for me rather than doing it all myself and thinking that I need to do it. Um, it's not... I, it's not our responsibility to take care of somebody else's life, right? So we need to know when it's our turn to do the helping. And usually that's when it's asked for. And otherwise we can say a prayer. We can send it to God. We can send it to whatever you believe in, any God, goddess, whatever, um, the universe, anything that you believe in. Um, so, so that's what more you can do. 
is send the in, in send the avatar that she needs to help her. He, she, I don't know whether it's he or she. It feels like she. Um, I hope that helps, Veronica. Let's see, Carol. Oh, there's a big one. Astrological. What do you see for the rest of the year for you, United States? Hmm. I don't get myself too wrapped up in um, in what's happening in the United States. Part of that is because the reason I got into astrology was to help people understand themselves. So as far as the United States goes, yes, it is affecting us. Um, loads of us in this work believe that this is all an illusion and that uh, that we can stay in our happy no matter what happens. But I can tell you that some of the things that have happened in the last few years <laughs> have dimmed my happy slightly. <laughs> so um, now can I get back to it? Most of the time I can. Yes. Um, and especially when I get to do shows like this, which now I get to do it every week. So that's awesome. Hopefully y'all will join me. Um, but for the rest of the year for the United States, um, like I said, I haven't looked into it completely. Intuitively, I do get that there'll probably be more storms, um, more flooding, which is kind of devastating. I mean, I live in an area that got flooded this year as well. I live in Montana. Um, in southern Montana, in the Clarks Fork Valley. And our whole valley got flooded by the Clarks Fork River. Um, it wasn't, well, I don't know if I can even compare. Um, we didn't have the roads washed out like Yellowstone Park did and the area by Gardner, but but we did have a lot of a lot a lot of flooding and a lot of loss and i lost um somebody that i thought was a very very beautiful person in that um so some more tough times that's what i see for the us <laughs> um there'll be some good things that happen as well but I can't even give, get into specifics for you. And I'm sorry about that. But that's just not my gig. So let's see. Robert, am I some kind of shaman? Yes. Um, do you see yourself as someone who lives outside of the norm? Um lives outside of even the city, um, whatever you're next to. Um, maybe you live in a smaller town or you can't even bring yourself to live inside that town. <laughs> uh, that's how I am. I was listening to a Chiron, something that Chiron put out uh, lately, and it was talking about people who have been shaman in lots of different lives. And I see this for you as well, Robert that that you have been a spiritual person you've been a spiritual leader in a lot of lifetimes shaman is a really kind of bad not bad but um it's an english word that we put to a lot of different things 
um, and because there isn't a good English word for them. So we kind of group a bunch of different magical people into shaman and shamanism. Um, you specifically did a lot of guidance for people. Um, maybe not necessarily a whole lot of healing and a whole lot of soul work, but some soul work, some soul retrieval, um, but a lot of guiding, a lot of um, spiritual guiding for different people. I see this in um, Northern Native American, but also South America. Um, like maybe Mayan. Um, I'm not as familiar with the tribes and and the different people down there. So, um, but the point that the the point on the map that they're showing me is Peru. So, um, <clears throat> yes, lots of different um, lives as a shaman. It might not be exactly what you would expect. Some of them were called to do bloodletting and to do sacrifice as well. So don't let that shock you if you ever see that in one of your lifetimes. So let's see. <laughs> I love that Robin said she's been singing all day. Singing. Uh, now I lost it. Oh my goodness. it go she's been singing something all day good vibration by marky mark and i don't even know if i know that song but i now i gotta look it up <laughs> oh sage i was my i was in my storage unit with many energies in my life yeah Oh my goodness. Well, Sage, um, you can always do a private healing with me if you'd like. And we, we can see about everything that can, that we can release with that. <laughs> I see that Goldilocks predictions is messing with you a bit, right? <laughs> Thanks, Sam, Sam. Uh, Oh, nice. Sage has a good book on runes. There are good books and bad books on runes. That's for sure. Um, I tend to go with what you feel about it. So if you like Tear. Oh, and Air. I would, I would say do some research and, but really feel into it and see what it feels like for you. Hmm. Sage, uh, I see your question as someone I know just got their fourth booster. Could that be affecting me? Um, yes, but drop it because it doesn't need to affect you. So I don't care how you do it, whether you see a, a psychic shower and or or you walk through a door and it's different on the other side or you see a faucet and it drains out, but get that shit back out of you because 
You don't need to take that on. That is so not yours. So discernment, it's always about discernment, right? So if you even suspect that anything like that is in you, drop it out. If Because it wasn't yours, you didn't choose to take that. So... Oh, thanks, Robin. Thanks for being here. I hope you drive safely as well. Let's see. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, my other, jeez. Oh, yeah. Um, my Venmo sure should work. But perhaps it was a typo. Otherwise, it, you can send it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't even remember which. Wow, some psychic, right? <laughs> I can't remember which Ven Venmo um, email I have. So I'll have to look that up. <laughs> Good, Veronica. Glad it helped you. I feel the banks are going to crash before January. I wouldn't be surprised with that. But at the same time, don't take out huge loans and get yourself in trouble either. I've known people who've done that. Oh, thanks, Robin. Hmm. Let's see. Love to show you're a very interesting person. Thank you. I love that. Peru might be the Inca. Yes, might be. <laughs> oh. Ah. Uh, I always have, but he's wearing me out. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I understand that that happens. It looks like we are at the top of the hour. So thank you, everybody, for being here. I hope to see you next week. Um, look me up on Facebook and whatever. Um, I'm under Marsha Culver Reichert. So thank you so much. And I will see you soon. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.